You run a kid activity center, a gymnastics, ninja, urban, or cheer gym. Maybe it's a dance studio, swim school, martial arts dojo, or perhaps an educational preschool. You recognize you need some help growing your brand. You're wearing too many hats. It's time to make some changes. Let me help you increase student enrollments and retention while decreasing attrition. My name is Luke Stokes. Welcome to the Student River Podcast. Welcome back to the Student River Podcast. I am your host, Luke Stokes. Once again, thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to continue our series on websites. And I want to do a series on websites because as I look around, and specifically within the Kids Activity Center space, and maybe even more specifically, uh, you know, some of the gymnastics and dance sites that I see out there, they're bad. They're <laughs> really bad. And it's just that uh, you guys have gotten away likely for so long with your location and haven't had to really worry about your online business card, your website, and it shows. And so I'm hoping to just kind of point you in the right direction. I'm, you know, not a design specialist by any means, but I have a pretty good background in websites and what it's going to take to get people to take the action that you want to take. And so today we're going to take that next step. Last week, if you recall, we talked about uh, the three things that you need to, the three questions that you need to answer in the first eight seconds. Uh, and if you haven't listened to that, uh, that episode yet, I really recommend you go back and listen to it because it gives you a foundation for every page on your site, how you need to approach the thought process of your visitor, how you can enter the conversation going on in their mind on every page that they land on. And so it really is the basics of anything else that you do from the buttons and fonts and everything else comes secondary to uh, buttons and fonts. Those were the two things that came came out uh, that were in my mind. There's obviously a lot more that goes into a website, but buttons and fonts is what, what popped into my head. Um, but the, the three questions really is the foundation that um, the filter that you need to look uh, at every page on your website. Today, we're going to be talking about home pages, and not just not just what it should contain, but how you want to structure it so that you create an optimal path, create an optimal thought process for a, a website visitor that's landing on your homepage. Your homepage is your primary page, right? It's your business card page. It's the page that really leads most people's searches. Now, there are lots of quote-unquote SEO types of things that you can do to your website, search engine optimization, that'll make other pages rank and other pages come up prior to your homepage. But your homepage is what's going to get ranked most of the time. The homepage is what people land on most of the time if they type in your, uh, your web URL. And really, you're being judged. You really are. You're being judged as a brand based not on your facility, at least not initially. You're absolutely being based on your facility. Don't get me wrong. But not initially, because most people aren't seeing your facility as their fir first interaction with you. Their first interaction with you likely is your website. You're being judged based on that. And so you need to take it seriously. You really do. You can't afford to 
put it on the back burner anymore. Now, this goes beyond design. Design plays a huge role in this, so don't get me wrong, but we're gonna talk more about elements than we are design today. But a couple of quick thoughts on design before we move on. And this episode, by the way, I don't think it's going to be that long. This is gonna be a really uh, kind of a, a quick and short uh, I can get long-winded sometimes, and this can be a kind of a, a quick and short episode. So uh, a little bit of the reprieve from my normal long-winded drivel. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, uh, a couple of quick thoughts on design before we go any, any further. When you think about design, it needs to be beautiful. Absolutely. But equally important is it needs to be intuitive. It needs to feel like this is exactly what I was thinking when I was thinking about going and doing and searching and clicking. And before I even got to the next step of what I was going to pursue, that option was in front of me. And while that seems almost like voodoo, like if that's even possible to enter the conversation at that level, it absolutely is. Um, website theory and design and structure um, is absolutely a science and human interaction with that can absolutely be tracked. So it, it needs to be beautiful, but it needs to be intuitive to navigate. And there's a lot of good options out there. One of the ways that you can do this is as you navigate the web, because more than likely you're a web user, um, you know, as you navigate different websites, make mental notes or actual notes, right? In a journal of websites that you love and why you love them. You know, maybe they had a really smart navigation system or maybe you love the way that they laid out everything above the fold or maybe you love the way they presented the testimonials or incorporated video or how they used images or the way they used their branding and logos or, okay, make notes so that when you go to redo your site, which you need to do every three to five years, by the way, because technology is always changing, customer expectations always changing, you're likely not wearing the same clothes that you were five years ago, not because of size, but because, you know, styles change. And if you are, well, <laughs> time to catch up, uh, you know, because things are changing and expectations of how a website's going to operate changes. And so making mental or actual notes, I recommend actual because, you know, unless you've got just this incredible memory and remember exactly what it is you know what was the website url what did you like about it so that you can go and visit it again and and the point really is so that you have examples when it comes time to sit down with that person that's going to do your next design that's going to create the next uh the next platform for you for your brand to reside on um that you can show them nothing is more frustrating to a designer than you being unable to articulate what it is that you want. I have worked with designers in every concept and every, you know, way that you can think of from regular graphic design to illustration to, you know, uh, video production to photography, all of it. And if you can't articulate what it is that you want, you end up having a situation where the designer has to guess, he gives you something and then you go, ah, I don't really love it. Like, can we move that to the left? Can we move that up? Can we change the color of this? Can we? And while those changes are normal and expected, if that's the only feedback you can give your designer, it's so, oh, it's just exhausting. So do your project 
a favor. Do your designer, your web development person a favor and have an idea of what it is that you're looking to create before you go into the project of creation. All right, that's all I'm gonna say about design. Today, we're gonna to talk about the seven elements of creating, uh, of a student creating a website. We're gonna talk about the seven elements of a student generating website. Here's how we're gonna break this down. We're gonna break it down into a couple of uh, different pieces. And this is gonna be pretty quick, really, because you know how much can you really talk about a homepage? Now, it's gonna be quick, but each element is very, very important. And I'll try and explain a little bit of why as we, we go. Again, watch the last episode, listen to the last episode talking about the three questions so that you can have a foundation of how these things uh, should be considered and applied to your homepage. All right, number one. Now, this is no particular order. Um, this was just the order that they came to me and, and how I lined it out here uh, in my notes. So this isn't necessarily how you lay it out on a page, although though a few things should be at the top above the fold. I'll mention that. Okay, number one, a headline. A headline is the bold text, probably no more than two two lines of it you know two two lines stacked and a headline is what it is that you do and what it is that's unique about what you do you know so for example this isn't um this isn't about um you know the only 25,000 square foot gymnastics facility in the greater los angeles area right or you know th those are those are features you know um, this isn't, um, you know, gymnastics instructed by two-time gold medalist, right? This, those are features. And while some people make decisions on that to stick around, that's really ultimately not what the masses make the decisions about. So this needs to be more about philosophy. And this is a glimpse into what you do and more importantly, why you, why I should stay. Okay. Um, and so a headline should be right up at the top of the page, right underneath uh, your header and your navigation. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. But your, your headline captures attention, is bold, uh, is bold text, bold contrasting text. Now, don't make it neon green uh, unless for some reason that fits with your brand. But even as I say that, like even if that fits with your brand and your brand logo has neon green in it, don't make your headline neon green. It's tacky and it looks bad, but it does need to be contrasting, right? So, um, you know, black, okay? If your website's darker, white or gray, um, and the occasional blue or red, I wouldn't go any further than that, okay? And it should be bold text and large font, easily readable. Don't get cute with your font. Don't get cute with your fonts anywhere on your website, okay? Your fonts need to be readable at every stage on, on every page. And if the eye has to, to strain to read, even if you feel like you can read it great, if the eye has to strain to read, it gets exhausting and we move on. So don't get cute with your websites. Use normal, easy to read fonts, okay? So a headline, a glimpse at what you do and why I should stay. What is unique about you compared to your competitors, the guy across the street? What is that, okay? The next thing that's on your homepage is a hero image. Now, this reinforces what you do, 
and maybe even more importantly, gives them an idea of what it's going to be like to do business with you. Okay, so this is maybe this is a shot of uh, kids having a good time, having fun. Maybe this is a shot of uh, you know overhead of your facility and all the cool things. You know, maybe this is, and you can you can do a couple of different things and test uh, to figure out what's going to get people to stay longer, meaning lower your bounce rate. And so, um, but you, you need to have a hero image that reinforces that they are where they say where they thought they were going to be. That reinforces if it can be complementary to your um, to your headline, so that it fits together. Uh, that would be ideal, okay? But a nice, high-resolution, high-quality, professionally-taken photograph, okay? And I tend to stay away from the sliding, you know, rotating headers because I like to give the same type of experience to each person landing. Um, I can take all of those pieces and those rotating headers and I can, you know, work them in down below. I like my top to be controlled and I like it to be concise and really reinforce why we exist and why we should, um, why they should stay. And the reason why I'm not really giving you suggestions on like what the headline should be and specifically what the hero image should be is because... That's going to have to fit within your brand. If you haven't uh, listened to our branding episodes, go back and listen to our branding episodes. The work that I have you do in those episodes will make what the headline should be and what the hero image should be very obvious. Okay? It, it, it all of a sudden, you'll see all these pieces start to come together and craft a consistent message across all your different platforms. So a headline and a hero image. Okay? Um, next is a primary path with a call to action. In other words, what is the main action you want 80% of the people that come to your website to take? Okay. Now my recommendation is that you use a lead magnet. Now a lead magnet, uh, I've talked about it in previous episodes, but a lead magnet is what we call an ethical bribe. It is essentially a exchange in value. I'm going to give you something in exchange for your uh, email address, name, you know, maybe what kind of class you're interested in, you know, where you're located in town, you know, whatever information is relevant to you. But it's going to be some sort of exchange. And I want this above the fold. Now, the fold is, you know, the part of the screen from the top of your screen to the bottom of the screen without having to scroll. Now, everybody's fold is different based on their monitor based on the resolution of their screens. So go conservative here, even if you've got a, you know, I've, here in front of me, I've got this huge fancy monitor. Um, but my fold compared to somebody else's is gonna be different. So you have to be really conservative, but these things should all be above the fold. This is, you know, going to be a, an obvious path for them to take. You know, so you have a headline, you have a hero image, and now you have the next thing, like, uh, thanks for coming. We want you to come and experience what it is that we do. Enter your information right here and get a free trial class on us, right? Whatever it might be. Get them to start to interact with you. There's no way that you're going to convince them to give you money if you can't even convince them to give you an email address. 
So this is a lead magnet, an exchange in value. And I've done other episodes on what lead magnets should be and some ideas. Um, I gave you just one just now, but come up with something that works for your brand. What makes sense? And make that the obvious thing that you want them to do first. That would be my recommendation. Okay, now there's other ways that you can go with a primary path. Um, and if your business uh, goes a different route. Maybe that's through class selection or skill set identification, or you know, there there's other ways that you can go. Great, as long as that gets people involved in your brand and you can track the metrics that your um, your bounce rates are down and people are engaging in your site. Great. I like the the lead magnet right there front and center on my homepage above the fold because I've only got eight, sentence, eight seconds to convince them to stay. And if the only thing I can get them to do while they're there is exchange information and get me their email address, this now allows me to follow up with them on an ongoing basis. So in a different season, you know, maybe they're doing research around Christmas and they're not going to sign up, but now come January, they're likely to sign up and I have the ability to now email them and tell them about special offers. Okay. I like having that data. I like building a database so that I can drive enrollments on demand. And so that's one of the reasons why I like uh, a primary path and call to action to be a lead magnet above the fold. The next thing is going to be why you and your brand. Okay. So this is going to be a little bit more about the you know, almost kind of borderline mission, a little bit of about us. Um, you know, this is, this is, this is a little bit of your story, right? Um, people want to know who they're doing business with. They want to know what you're about and what you believe, especially as it relates to their kids, right? They need to know that you are on the same page as them. And so this can definitely be done through copy. Copy is a word that we use to, to uh, refer to really any of the text in a given uh, environment. That could be ad copy, that could be website copy, that could be you know, a number of different things. Um, but the, the about section, the, the why you and, the, and your brand, it doesn't have to be lengthy. It can be just a handful of sentences that really articulates it, it takes your headline and now puts an emphasis on it and really kind of talks about now in a little bit more detail that you can't accomplish in a headline what is important for them to know about you, why they should do business with you, why you guys are different, okay? Um, and really, a video here would be ideal. I think in a perfect world, um, if you could sit down in front of a camera and you felt comfortable to do that and talk to somebody that would be on the other side of the camera about why they should come in and take a look at what you do, about how much fun they're going to have and about the experience there and you know what they're going to learn and you know all of the things that their kids are going to accomplish beyond just the skill sets, right? Because really, kids' activities are way more than you know learning how to do a martial art or how to do a back handspring or to do the breaststroke or to break dance it's way more than that 
You know that. That's why you're in this business. Don't make your website all about those things. Now, you can't omit that. They need to know that that's what you do. But the reason why they come and do it with you, ultimately, is because you impact their kids positively. Talk about this. How do you do this? What is important to mom? And if you can do that in a video, you have the ability to connect. You and I have way more rapport here through this camera by me talking to you or through this microphone, if you're listening to me, because you can see me, you can hear me. You can hear the the tone in my voice, the way I say things. I can emphasize things. I can talk faster. I can talk quieter. I can lean into the mic so that you can hear me more, right? There's so many, you just have the ability to be way more dynamic, okay? And that doesn't have to be the owner. That could be the GM. That can be, uh, you know, I would recommend somebody on your team. I wouldn't hire somebody to be that personality because usually then it's overdone and doesn't really understand what you guys are about. But somebody that can really convey what it is that you do, okay? And if that's uncomfortable and written word is really your strength, which it is for a lot of people, then write. You know, don't create a blog post about it. That's for another page, an about us page, which we're not talking about. This is like the snapshot of that. Why you? Why your brand in a little bit more detail than you can provide and a headline, okay? Next, I like a link block, right? Now, a link block is just my language. I'm not even sure that's web development language, but most of the time, you know, web dev knows what that means. But a link block is all of the maybe representative of the different programs that you have, right? So if you were running a dance studio, a link block might have, um, you know, ballet and tap and jazz and, you know, uh, contemporary and, uh, you know, maybe tricking and break dancing and uh, lyrical and hip hop. I don't remember if I mentioned that one yet, but right, it's all the different programs that you have. Now, the thing about a link block is it can be either done with um, buttons, okay, different buttons that represent each, uh, different images that represent each, uh, text, but it should look elegant. It should be intuitive. They should understand. It shouldn't be so, like, so flat that they don't know that they can click on it, right? Just because your cursor turns to the finger and you know that you can click on it doesn't mean that when you're looking at it, you can know. So it should be obvious that they can click on it. And what it does is it's going to then take them to a page that goes more into detail about that particular category. Okay. So it should be your different programs that they can participate. And you can break this up however you want. You could do a link block that's all the different programs. You could do a link block that is about age groups and start there. Uh, for a refinement, you know, they click on the age group and then the next page talks about the programs for that age group, right? And then they can click on the programs and go deeper, okay? So you can you can structure this, you can silo it is the way it's referred to, however you want. I'm not gonna get into recommendations on that, but this should be a section that graphically represents your different programs and gives them guidance on how they can go without using your menu systems, right? This is uh, something that easily takes them to the next stage of understanding about what programs that you have. Okay. Number six, see, we're going pretty quick, right? We're, we're, we're getting down to the end here. Number six, testimonials. 
Okay, these are reviews. Now, these are your best reviews for your different high traffic programs. Okay, so what do I mean by that? So let's say that you have a competitive group and you have a recreational group. What is more high traffic? In other words, what is gonna be of more interest to eyeballs? Your rec programs. Your team is a very select group and your competitive is a very select group. So it should be related to your rec programs and ideally to your different rec programs, okay? So if this was gymnastics, I would want a review with an, with an image of the person leaving the review, okay? Now, if you can't go that far, then text is fine. You can take these off your Facebook, off your Yelp, off your Google listing. Maybe they give it to you in person. But if you can contact this person and get a quick image of them, it adds credibility. And you don't have to pull the put the full name in there, but I first name and last name, last name, uh, uh, first letter, sorry, first name and the initial of the last name, and an image. It provides a level of credibility so that they know that they're real. Okay, because they're on your site now. When they're done through a third party, there's almost a authority that comes with it. But when they're on your site, people know that you could fabricate that. So you have to do things to make them more, more believable, more real. And so I recommend an image. I recommend a name if you can. And then I would create, you know, either a scrolling roll tape, uh, you know, uh, uh, some sort of banner that has different reviews going through, or you can do blocks and you can do, you know, different reviews and line them all up. And I would, I would connect them to your different programs. You know, if you were gymnastics, I'd have a, a, a rec girls program and I would have a ninja program and I'd have a preschool program and I would have uh when I say program I mean reviews a rec review right and a uh, a preschool review and a ninja review and a tumbling review and um a mommy and me review and so that they can see how people are interacting with your guys's brand and people that can vouch for the different programs that they're looking at now choose good reviews choose your best reviews this doesn't mean the most wordy reviews but these are reviews that aren't generic, that have specificity, um, so that they land with a, a, a you know a bit different uh, weight. And if it can reinforce your messaging above with the headline and with your um, your why you and your brand piece, which is either copy or video, you can now see how you you have cohesive messaging all the way through this. And so having testimonial reviews. Uh, on there uh, is the next layer of just reinforcing that they're that they should stay. Now another layer of this, if you want to even take this up another notch and level up, would be video reviews, creating little videos of uh, people that have had good experience. And if you go to Cascade Conversions website, you'll see a lot of these elements in play. I've got a headline, and I've got um, instead of a hero image, I've got a video right at the top. And then I've got a breakdown of our different programs and what we do and why we do that it's unique. And then I've got testimonials and I've got all these different sections built in. And uh, I've got links to the video testimonials because I do just text on the, on the homepage and because I already had another video there. And, you know, so there's different ways that you can do this. And it's not that there's a right way and that there's a wrong way. It's ultimately, do you get your customer to take the action that you want them to take? 
But you can check out some of these things on cascadeconversion.com, the homepage on how we lay some of this stuff out if you want a good example about this, okay? But use reviews. And if you can get video reviews of mom standing there in front of the floor asking her a few questions, don't make it weird. Make it normal and natural. Have a conversation, right? It doesn't have to be scripted. You can have the same questions if you want, but that would just be another way that you can add another layer of credibility, right? There's no way to doubt that <laughs> that, that person's actually leaving a review if it's a video. That's why video is the highest level of credibility that you can put in a review, okay? And then the last thing for your homepage. Now, this actually goes for every single page that this is going to be on, um, but your homepage, it, we'll just wrap it up here by saying, a header and a footer. Now, a header and a footer needs to have something specific, okay? This is obviously gonna go on every single page. Your header should be the same across every single page. Your footer should be the same across every single page. Your header, you want deep links. Now, with your, with your header navigation, you wanna be able to get to every page on your website through your navigation, okay? Don't make them make multiple clicks to get to where they want to go if they know where they want to go. Now, if you have to get, take them by the hand and guide them through a series of clicks to, to get to the place that they need to be, but they don't know they need to be, that's different. But if someone's coming in and wanting to know just your schedule or just this or just a specific piece, they should be able to get there in one click. So that's what the menu system's for, is to get deep links. It also needs to have your phone number right at the top. Right at the top, so that it's easy to find you and it shouldn't be hidden and tiny. It doesn't, you don't want it to weight it heavily. You know, you don't, you don't want to compete with your headline and everything else that's going on, on your page. But at the moment that they're like, I, I want to call these guys. I want to reach out. Don't make them search for it. It should be uh, right at the top in your header. Okay. Your phone number, your contact info. Um, you know, maybe you have uh, an email address up there or, you know, text this number for information, right? There's a number of different calls to action that you can do up there, but a way to contact you right up in your, uh, your header. Um, and then uh, obviously your branding. Your branding is gonna go in your header, um, meaning logos and font sets that represent the name of your company. Okay, so that's your header. Now your footer is, uh, has a couple of pieces that are, you, that that I find most sites overlook, but are absolutely required if you wanna be found in the search engines. And people don't know this these things. So here's what needs to be in your footer. Address and contact info, okay? I would also put hours of operation, right? If you're gonna put a phone number on your site, but they don't know when you're actually open, come on, put your hours of operation. When can they reach somebody? Where's your, what's your address? Okay. And, you know, make that obvious. Now you can have a contact us page also, but make that obvious. Make the, don't make them search for that information. They want to find you, let them find you. Okay. Um, but here's the two pieces that most people overlook that are absolutely required. A privacy policy and a terms of use or a terms of service. These are requirements by Google. If you want to be in their search engine. And if your website doesn't have it, you're you're going to get removed from the index. You're going to get removed from the search engine. And you could say, well, I don't have it and I'm in the search engine. Okay, it's temporary. You can't even run ads on Facebook, Instagram, Google, 
you can't run ads without a privacy policy and a terms of service. They won't even let you do it. They'll, they'll reject your ads. So if you don't have a privacy policy in terms of terms of use, terms of service, these need to be in your footer and it must be on every single page. Okay, this is the way that you, this is one of the things, this is one of the boxes that you must check. Okay, copyright info, it's gotta go in your footer. And then other things, you know, other other items, other links, you know, uh, maybe you have a staff page and, and hey, staff page, let's, let's pause for just a second. Don't put the names of your staff and contact information for your staff and stuff like that. And, and believe me, that's counterintuitive to my business because I want to be able to get in touch with you and reach out to your staff so that I can have a sales conversation about hiring our, our, our agency. But in reality, all you're doing is if you put your staff's information out there, you're, you're putting information out there for another gym to poach. And can we all just agree that finding quality staff, whether you're a, a gym or a dance studio martial arts dojo finding quality staff is probably one of the biggest things i hear you guys complain about it's tough so don't make it easy for your competition to to uh to poach them now that doesn't mean that you can't put a picture put a friendly face and what programs they coach okay you can you can still have an idea of who they're going to see when they walk through the front doors, right? And the types of people that work there without having all the information on there and make it easy for them to poach. Okay. So staff, maybe employment opportunities, right? We're looking for staff. Hello. So a way that they can find out about career options that they've got there, job opportunities, employment opportunities, links to your social uh, assets. So this would be to Facebook and to Instagram and you know, to YouTube channels and, you know, make those things. Okay. That all goes in your footer. All right. Your homepage is it's your business card. You're being judged on it. It needs to be up to par and it needs to be executed well. So those are my seven things. I'm going to give you a bonus tip right here. We're going to call this, uh, you know, uh, 7.5, if you will. Not that it's related to header and footer at all. Um, but this, you know, I wouldn't call it eight. But, you know, I would also, if it was me, I would put the option to chat with somebody live on your website so that they can type their questions right in to somebody and have somebody that is monitoring that. You know, someone at the front desk that has this chat software open. There's lots of different platforms out there. Okay that that uh that will allow you for free to put a chat function on your website so that people can communicate with you instantly now chat doesn't do any good if you're not going to have somebody there to receive it but i would also include that your wet your home page leads you lead with your home page it needs to be buttoned up it needs to be concise it needs to look beautiful it needs to be well laid out it needs to give all the relevant information to at least take the next step. Like you don't need to have everything on there about pricing and availabilities and all of that stuff. You know, closures and you know, all, that stuff doesn't matter, but at least not on your homepage. It does matter, but just not on your homepage. But make it so that it is smooth and concise and, um, and, and well-received, well-consumed uh, and intuitive. Thanks for joining me today. I really hope that you go out there and redo your website because likely it's terrible <laughs> and you should be updated anyways, even if it's not. So thank you for joining us. 
That's a few tips on what you need to do uh, to your homepage. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Thank you.